Welcome again to the Company of One podcast. This is episode number 157. Today, we're going to be talking about finding joy on the job, even when you work for an idiot. We all have experience working for an idiot, probably. I have lots of experience, uh, probably so do you. So we'll talk about when you work for this idiot, whatever you call the idiot, however you define the idiot. The, the important part is, Finding joy. How do you have fun with it? Most of us, when we're working for somebody that we consider an idiot, whether they really be an idiot or not, what we are doing is just finding ourselves in frustration day after day after day after day and banging our head against the wall, going to lunch, talking about how nutty the boss is. Uh, lots of television shows back this up. So what we want to talk about here is some games you can play games, some things that you can do to actually make this a positive thing for you. So number one thing that you want to do, if you find yourself working for an idiot and you have, want to have some joy in the process, is leave. So this isn't the last one, so but it's the first one that comes to our mind. So I just want to think, talk through the leaving. Because something happens when you put your mind focused on leaving. I hate my job. I hate my boss. My boss is an idiot. And I'm quit. I quit talking about leaving. One day I'm going to quit this place. I hope this guy gets fired. All the things we always do, right? I actually get started in the process of leaving. So I start looking for something to do somewhere else in a serious fashion. So I spent a lot of time helping people do that. I'll put some links to some other podcasts about the things that you need to do. But the important thing to, that we're talking about here is as you put your mind to, I'm going to leave this game. I'm going to get away from this boss. I'm going to get away from this uh, craziness that goes on because this person is an idiot. They can't lead. All of the things that goes with that, that as soon as I start putting my mind around leaving, there's energy, there's excitement. Things begin to be uh, fun as I start thinking about leaving my job. It becomes enjoyable. I go to job, I go to the job, I see the idiot, whatever they are, and you know, you're, you're just not going to find the situation fun anymore. So you start doing this. So let me give you a particular situation. So um, recently I've worked, was been working with someone who they're not the most organized person in the world, world, but they're very effective at doing their job. However, because of some disorganization and backbiting and politics and all the things that, you know, go on inside of a company, they find themselves always being dogged and constantly. And, and I told this guy, we'll just call his name Jack. That's not his name, but we'll say, Jack, I said, you know, you, you just got to face it. You are never going to thrive in this company. If you are golden from now on and you do everything perfectly, they're still not going to respect you. They're still not going to like you. Your best path is to leave. All the conversations Jack and I had been having were uh, out of frustration, sometimes out of anger, that he would talk about things that were going on and, you know, bend my ear about these situations. So, however, once he got in his head 
that, yeah, the path should be to leave. Saw him just today. He's actually having fun. He's interviewing with all kinds of different companies. He's enjoying the game. He is, uh, he's got a smile on his face. He's laughing about the politics that are going on around him because he knows he is a short timer. Now, People around him don't know that's going on. They don't necessarily know he's looking for a job. And he's still doing a good job there. And oddly, because of his attitude is probably picked up, they actually are beginning to respect him. How weird and twisted is that, right? As soon as you start changing your attitude and start looking forward to something else, they begin to respect you. It happens so often that I've seen people that are just, once they get ready to leave uh, and they get their mental game set up, suddenly their day job works out better for them. I had a, a, a another client years ago that was doing something and his company was, they were driving them to work about 80 hours a week. It was just nonstop. It wasn't for a period of time, like we might do this sometimes. It was never ending. And so he had this 80 hour a week kind of thing, 60 hour a week. It was just, uh, just painful. He came up with a business plan and, and was fully committed to leave. And suddenly he was finding joy and he went and presented his, his, uh, plan, so to speak to his boss and said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work 40 hours a week from now on. And, uh, he thoroughly expected to be told, well, there's a door, get out. Uh, and they said, Okay. And and suddenly he was back to a normal week and he didn't know what to do with himself. But, and, but part of it is because you've got to, when you make a plan, when you take control and when you realize that you want to leave, then you've got some options there. So that number one thing is thinking about leaving. So be ready to leave if that's what it comes down to. Number two, finding the real problem. If you don't want to leave, Maybe you don't want to because you've got time invested in a company or something like that. Sometimes the real issues are not the issues that you think that they are. Sometimes the real issue is looking you back in the mirror. So uh, what's really going on here? Your boss might or might not be an idiot. They might or might not be a poor leader. Usually the case is likely that they're a poor leader, just statistically. Um but stop and think about this situation. This is where actually coaching helps you. We spend a lot of time. I spend incredible amounts of time working with people, talking through their situation at work. Their boss is a jerk. Their boss is a terrible leader. All of these things that we say. And oftentimes as I listen to them, they are at least part of the problem. I mean, they, me and you, we're part of the problem. And sometimes when we stop and look at this situation, we realize we can fix some things about ourselves. Uh, so thinking about this, what do you need that you're not getting? So under this, you know, thinking about the situation, what do you need that you're not getting? Do you need appreciation? Do you need a guidance? Do you need accountability, support, working with others? What are you missing? Just getting clarity. And this is the question I'm spending a lot of time asking people, what exactly is not happening that you want to happen? or vice versa, what is happening that you don't want to happen. And a lot of times when we say we're working for an idiot or poor leadership, we feel like we don't have any guidance 
or we don't feel like we have any appreciation. We, there's, there's all kinds of things, but just getting clarity in what is that thing? How does the boss make you feel? Uh, and granted, it may not be just a boss. It could be coworkers, but be honest about your own feelings. After all, misery is that it's a feeling. I, and you have control over it. What's the source of it? The bottom line is other people cannot make you happy or sad or miserable or anything else. That is a choice. We all know, we know these people who can smile no matter what happens. They seem thrilled. They're twisted, right? But they seem to just have this inner joy no matter what happens to them. And then there's other people that the slightest thing that happens to them and they just go off the deep end. So get control. One of the things that uh, my wife and I have been focused on this, this year as we're talking about setting goals is one of the things that frustrates us. This has nothing to do with work, but is letting other people and their actions or inactions affect us personally. So we've started a code word. We just call it arrest it. When we start to, when we start getting frustrated because he or she or somebody else did something that we didn't like, didn't appreciate, we weren't respected, uh, somebody took advantage of us, just arrest it. Stop it. Just walk away from it. You can do that at work. I have personal experience have having done that at work uh, many times. It's actually kind of fun. Remember, the whole point here is how do you find joy? So when you start looking in the mirror and realizing some of the problem might be you, can you just have fun trying to play with your own mind? Right? How can you get control of yourself? We'll talk about the playing the game here in just a little bit in a second. The third thing, though, is be the helper to the boss. Now, that's really twisted. The boss that I stand, the boss that's the terrible leader, the boss that... Uh, I just want to punch out when I see them. Maybe that's too violent for the workplace. But, um, you know, how do you become the helper? Now, I've had this personal situation multiple times when there have been teammates, coworkers, bosses, various things that there's lots of conflict. And I realize that they just need help. They don't realize they're not leading well. They don't realize... Or they do. Sometimes they don't. So the person that you think is the idiot, let's just say, just I just start out going to them and ask, you know, find out what's going on. Sometimes it's been something going on in their home life. I mean, magic happens. And this is why I tell people some of the best some of the best things that have happened to me is since I became a Christian. I realize the Bible is the best business book in the world, right? Because it's all about relationships or it's not all about relationships, but there's, there's a heavy focus on relationships. And as I start recognizing there's some conflict here, I tend to go to the other people now and say, what's going on? Even people I have conflict with. So this happened to me about a year and a half ago. There was some conflict, things going on. And I just started saying, what's going on? You don't know if they got something going on in their home life stress from their superiors, they're bored? What if your boss thinks that they're working for a boss who is an idiot and they're frustrated, right? That happens a lot. Uh, maybe the person is unhappy uh, for all kinds of different reasons and they start opening up to you. And the thing that happens every single time, even with conflict, is if I start asking questions like I actually care, they'll start telling me. 
They'll start telling you what's going on. And then, so in the, in the most recent situation I had this happen, I started helping them through this scenario. And the relationship improved. We didn't fix everything, but I had fun. It was a, it was a game to me because now I was helping this person who I thought was ineffective at leading, who I thought was uh, doing a lot of stupid stuff. Uh, some of it was stupid. Some of it was just because I didn't know. But it was, became fun to just try to help the boss or to, and, or teammates or coworkers, whatever, whoever's in the situation that's doing this to you. So this is it. So this is just, again, the joy. So the fourth thing here is, so, so far, number one was leave. That's usually where we start with. Number two is find the problem. Number three is become the helper to the boss. And number four is to play games. Now, this one sounds a little twisted, but uh, I became, I, I hated, I hated with a passion my job that was with AT&T. And um, it, was a, it was a Prozac moment every single day. Uh, and, I, and I started learning about psychology at the same time, because here's an engineer learning about psychology, right? How twisted. And I started learning about this way of just trying to do different things to make yourself feel better. Kind of going back to looking in the mirror. So I started playing games with me, with my head. I wasn't playing games with anybody else just to see if it would help me feel better. And all these psychological studies that say smile, you know, and, and I just start doing it. So I was kind of ignoring the pain and even looking for opportunity in it. Right. You hear that all the time. Finding, you know, what is it? Make lemons out of lemonade. No, make lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, well, either way that works, right? You're going to try. How do you do that? So I started playing these games. Uh, so and it became kind of fun, uh, maybe twisted. Uh, so I started doing things with dressing. I would start wearing a suit and tie as if I was going on an interview, just. For no other reason to sit because it made me feel better. Not that I like wearing dresses, you know, suits and ties, but for some reason it made me feel like there was a purpose to it. So it was just for me. Of course, I got the jokes of, you know, who are you interviewing with today and those kind of things. And I would start going into meetings uh, a little more prepared, smiling. And this took some this took some real mental game work because I was miserable. Um, but I noticed things started happening. Things happened that I didn't expect. I started to get a lot more respect from other people. Uh, people started paying attention when I spoke. Uh, people on my team, some of the people who worked for me were coming up to me like, what has happened to you? Um, they started getting along better. Now, it, it could all be that all that was happening and I didn't see it, but I don't think so. Uh, I was beginning to realize that effective is contagious. I was smiling. I was, I was rising above the insanity and it was contagious to my team. Not immediately. It took a couple of days, but by a couple of weeks, this game that I was playing with myself was becoming contagious to other people, including some of the bosses who in this case were pretty much certified idiots, but that's a whole nother story. So think about this. How do you how do you do these kind of things? Uh, give you a couple examples. Dress a little nicer to work every day. Go up a notch just to feel good about the way you look. Smile 
Yes, smile. Just no matter what happens, smile. That makes people crazy. Smiling and not speaking so much uh, can make them nuts. Um, That's just for, that's the added benefit. Uh, Go to lunch with somebody differently. This is something I started doing. I avoided hanging out with the team and I just started going to lunch with different people, especially people, kind of my reverse interviews type stuff I talk about. I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. This is this, by the way, the show notes will be at dalecallahan.com slash 157. So um, I started going to lunch just to learn what other people were doing. And I would ask people to lunch and it gave me perspective, right? What's going on in other companies? What kind of struggles are they having? Just, uh, just to get to know, it wasn't like I was becoming best friends with these people, but I was meeting lots of people. Uh, When I started smiling, by the way, it was forced. It was forced. My face was hurting by the end of the day because I was literally forcing it just to try to make myself feel better. So if you feel that, yeah, you're normal. Um, it's the maybe fake it till you make it kind of thing. The, the, the other thing that I had learned was to breathe deeper and speak slower. Now, I talked about this in an episode back about how to develop confidence and it's weird, and if you notice with yourself, anytime you're tense, sometimes you don't even realize that you're tense, right? You're in a you're in a conversation, and uh, there's notice your breathing. Especially if you do know that you're tense, notice you quit breathing. You don't quit breathing totally. You would flop down on the floor, and they'd have to resuscitate you. But you do quit breathing. You start very shallow breath. You start holding your breath when you become tense. And uh, I was tense all day long. So I probably walked out of the office blue like a Smurf every day. But I started learning to breathe intentionally, which is which was another weird thing. In meetings, taking deep breaths. I was going through panic attacks in meetings, like literal panic attacks. If you've ever had them, you know what I'm talking about. Nothing pretty. But I started breathing and being very intentional about it. And I noticed I was very calm. And so somebody would speak to me and ask a question. And out of tension, I would slow down. I would take a deep breath. The But the unexpected thing that was happening is they were attacking me sometimes just because that's what we did things there. And because I was slowing down and taking a deep breath, they they got timid. They backed down because I didn't speak so quickly. Normally, I would just attack back, but I was trying to slow down. It was weird. And so the, the trying to breathe deep made me notice even silence for a few seconds while I thought and took a deep breath was deadly. Silence is a very powerful tool. Uh, So, but, but that just became from me becoming breathing a little deeper, being more relaxed, trying to be relaxed, especially when somebody attacks me. Um, or the one thing I learned out of that is sometimes just smile, focus on your breathing, not to where people notice it, just smile and relax. That drives people nuts, especially when they try to attack you on things. I love doing that now, just smiling and, you know, they'll back down from their situations. So either way, these are a couple of things in this podcast. So we want to just give you some things to think about is number one. All of these, let me start over again, is finding joy on your job, even when you're working for an idiot. So the joy is the important part. Think about leaving. 
even when you don't leave, the plan to leave gives you power, gives you encouragement. Finding the real problem. What's really going on? What's not? What are you not getting that you need? The boss becomes somebody better, trying to get in there and solve, help solve the problem. And number four, playing the game. So that is it for this podcast. Uh, so we will see you again next week.